Today is October 15th, 2022, and on the Teensy Leader podcast, we have Mr. Caleb Temple. Hello, you guys. Hello. I'm Caleb Temple. That's him. Can you, uh, you hear him? You get Even when I'm, yeah. so I'll try to Hello, actually have like. I'm Caleb Temple. Sorry. <laughs> He's so soft-spoken. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Good. How been, are you? I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm happy to be here with you. I'm, I'm so excited to see you. I'm excited to see you too. We've we've been chatting uh, in the studio a little bit prior to this uh, already. And Trying not to chat too much. Pre, yeah, there's but a bunch hard. of things were like, oh, we should wait till yeah. the podcast starts. <laughs> so uh, so now is the time. Um, uh, how have you been? How's your life right now? Life's okay. Life's, life's okay? not bad at yeah? all. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I f- I'm pretty easygoing. Mm-hmm. So pretty laid back and just I'm less hermity now than like when pandemic started, like mm-hmm. but I was very comfortable in like hermit mode. I'm I'm a very happy hermit. So the happy hermit. Yeah. So it's really easy to be hidden away and just on my own and quiet and passive and just but it's nice to get out and see you guys. So it's very nice to see you yeah. as well. Um maybe you could introduce yourself uh to our audience. Um What's your name, your pronouns, your background? Uh, sure. And your background specifically with artistry. Like you can say where you're from and okay. you know where you moved around your life and stuff, but uh, maybe uh, if there was a point that you can think about where storytelling started for you. Because that kind of uh, goes to a, a lot of different mediums, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'm Caleb and I, uh, I do a lot of different things. Um, oh, uh, he, him pronouns uh and yeah i grew up in carson i was born in monterey so i like to consider myself californian but i was only in monterey for three months of my life Uh and then we moved (laughs) to carson so i'm really not a californian but yeah i like to think of myself as a californian Mm -hmm. for three months of the origination um and so yeah i've been i was in carson growing up and then uh just have drawn all my life like everyone does as a kid i just have yet to stop drawing like a kid <laughs> uh so and I've, I've made a good go of it so far yeah so um in school i did a lot of the arts i wasn't i had lots of friends in theater and I, as i still do in like performance and like production but i've just always been the kid who drew um and so when I went to college, I was going to travel and go to Seattle or something, but wound up just going to UNR because we got the Millennium Scholarship back then when that first was coming around. Um, so it made sense to stay in Reno, and it was like, what am I going to do in college? Like, I draw. I could take drawing classes, but I already do that. So what's, like, a class that I could, like, learn a technique from? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so – one class in high school was photography that I thought was really interesting because there's the technical chemicals and everything and the process that's like very like kind of locked in like you have to know these steps where we're drawing like Mm -hmm. you can learn technique there's plenty to learn in it but also like if I make a mark whether I know what I'm doing or not like I'm still making a mark where with photography if you don't know the technique like you're gonna get a non-developed piece of waste Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. so in school I decided at UNR to I took a while, like, I worked actually, before I even took any photo classes at UNR, I um, worked as a work-study student in the photo department. Mm-hmm. So I knew all the photo um, 
students there before I was even taking classes and I was taking basically everything else in the art department but finally settled on photography as my focus so I've got a BA just a uh, general BA with emphasis on photography and I really love photography as a medium um, but I also while I was there I was learning just how much I loved filmmaking as well Um, like I've always loved movies but being in the film, the, the photo department, and being in the art school, it was like, you know, where's the storytelling aspect of this? Like, I love drawing. Like, what got me really hooked into drawing as a kid, like, what really got me started was, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon. Mm-hmm. And, like, you got the drawings, you got the art, but you also have a story involved with it. So, like, oftentimes, like, my mom always tells me about how, like, I would constantly be drawing, but, like, I was always, from the beginning, like, I would have one simple picture and then like I would have like she would ask me about it and I would tell them like my mom the whole backstory of like what this character is because I was looking at like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like mm-hmm. Raphael's got this going on he's mm-hmm. the moody one <laughs> and yeah. all that so so adding finding like not just an image like I love visuals I'm much more of a visual person than um, most other forms like this is fun and exciting but you can get me to talk and that's okay. But like, I'm really happy not to say anything. Like I'm happy to be the quiet person on set too. You know what I mean? That, that has been my experience. I yeah. would say, um, with you, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I really wanted to have you on the podcast, <laughs> you know, uh, force the words. So, um, so that, that's Caleb in, in his words. <laughs> um, uh, Caleb to me yeah. is someone oh who I know through film. Right. Uh, that's where I feel like I met Caleb. I met him just through uh, different sets, different m- random meetings. Mm-hmm. Caleb always seems to be uh, the person in the room. He's the person in the room. I say that in the sense that, like, there are certain people within the community that are uh, that kind of transcend the groups. They're like little groups, you know, that you know of. Um, but then Caleb kind of will hop around, well liked by all groups. Um, everyone knows him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he says. He's he's going like this uh, up and down with his hands no. for anyone just listening. Excuse me. Um, I get along with people well. Uh, and he's uh, someone that I know loves film. He loves film. He knows a lot of film. It's actually quite weird. Um, maybe I could pause on, on gushing about you for a second <laughs> to get your take on this. Um, so... Caleb, you know film pretty well. You know mm-hmm. a lot of film. Uh, look at his shirt, right? Um, this shirt has a lot. I chose this shirt because, yeah. one, I love the company. What's on Jan- your shirt? Just it's to- a Janus Films logo. Mm-hmm. Um, so this shirt actually, even though it's clearly I don't work for Janus Films, though that would be sweet if they want to see this podcast and offer me a job. Cool. Janus, here for you. <laughs> uh, but it, it represents me in a lot of ways because – it's film history. Janus Films, real quick, is like they brought in like foreign films and art house films to America that like no one else was bringing into. So we have like Ingmar Bergman basically in our repertoire and Fellini because of like Janus Films and others, but especially Janus Films. So as an American with film history, like they're fantastic. But then it's also like their logo is the Janus faces, the two sided head. And so it's faces. I love drawing faces and it's mm-hmm. black and white logo and I love black and white. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of like, it's it's without it being my own design. Like it's one of my favorite shirts cause it's 
See, this this is just a, a great example of the amount of the wealth of knowledge that Caleb really is when it comes to <laughs> film. So um, that's one side of the coin, mm -hmm. how fitting with uh, the faces talk. The other side of the coin is something that I find that I was speaking about in our uh, podcast before this with Melissa and Chad, and that is on sets when I'm there. There are two types of people. There are the people that are there for film, and there are the people that are there because it's a job or mm -hmm. it's for money or, you know, whatever, uh, because it's a cool job. Um, how many people do you think – I know that's a gross generalization, <laughs> but how many people do you think are in either of these factions? If you were to, like, take 100% pie, mm -hmm. do you think it's a 50-50? Do you think it's a more people know film, less people know film? I think there's a couple different – I think it's – like if if we're to break it into just like no film and they're to, for film knowledge versus like they're for – because there's so many facets. Like mm -hmm. there's theater people looking to do film stuff or there's mm -hmm. just film people looking to do film stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing you can break it apart. And with Reno being Reno's size, like there's a lot more theater – than just strictly film people, mm -hmm. I feel like, mm -hmm. because so much, especially the actors who are oftentimes in front of and behind the camera, like that's where they're going to get most of their experience. Though Reno's changing still constantly, mm -hmm. that film production's picking up more and more and it's mm -hmm. getting better. But then there's also the like, are they there for the money or are they there for the making of the movie? And I think a lot of people right now are making of the movie because Reno doesn't have money making in it, but. That itself yeah. is changing too. That's well. That's the Reno market. You know? Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I guess this question on a, on if a it's Reno on a market broader, scale is it's a different pie than mm -hmm. the broader. And I think like friends who have gone down to LA and stuff like that. I think there are people who really like have an interest in it, but they found a area in the filmmaking community that like pays their rent down there. So mm -hmm. then they're doing. A uh, job that like isn't necessarily what they wanted to do in film is like a creative aspect, but they get to at least be in the community and do stuff. So they kind of shift into the area of the pie that's there for the money and the paycheck mm -hmm. more so. But mm -hmm. I'm sure I don't know. Part of me wants to believe that everyone is only on a film set because they love movies so much. I've, <laughs> I've just I've met people. I've met people that are on film sets that you know they they have the skill that they're looking for mm -hmm. they're an operator of whatever skill but mm -hmm. when it comes down to it they don't know anything yeah and like the most basic of basic movies that you can mm -hmm. think of like they're like oh yeah i saw jurassic park once yeah and then uh back to the future never seen it heard of it <laughs> You know, there are those types of people where you're like, how, what? Why? What, what do you mean? What are you doing here? What? What? Why did you land in this? <laughs> yeah, like, there are who other are things you? To, there are other hobbies that There are you other could things do. <laughs> you can be doing with your time, yeah. And it, it's just, it's crazy to me. Um, I guess what I'm trying to get at, I'm, I'm kind of leading you there in certain mm -hmm. ways, which I apologize for, but no, uh, it's just, I, I feel as if because movie making can be so lucrative that there is this section of people who do it not to make movies yeah. and that that section of people don't necessarily exist in reno i would say a lot of the people i know in reno you know you don't make money here for a lot of the movies you make mm -hmm. some th and things are shifting Sometimes. a little bit mad wife productions is the the first and quick example like they're getting a little yeah. at least some budget mm -hmm. to pay people to be on set mm -hmm. and i'm not quitting my job at the museum to go work on those sets. you can't but 
I'm also really fortunate. I myself am really fortunate that I've been at the museum long enough that I'm a salaried position and I have time off. So I'm not making money on Mad Wife, but I'm in a position where I can take time off from my day job and go work on this project and still get like a little tiny check from for spending my day doing something I really love on a film set. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's the thing is like Mad Wife's a good example of someone who's in the community that's going towards it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the the paychecks that you could potentially quit your job, they only come in for a couple months Mm -hmm. every 10 years in Reno. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And there's also, again, like talking about pie, there's like the interesting pie of like Madwife who's really, and not to pull names and try to do anything with that, but but like there's Madwife who's really trying to do like, as far as I can tell, like strictly like narrative storytelling. That's what I perceive as well. Like, and maybe they pick up little gigs here and there, but from my knowledge, they're able to really stick with that, which is a blessing and great. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's easy for them, but That's they're not easy. They're holding up real good. But then there's people like my friend Al at uh, Three Sticks, mm-hmm. and like I know I've worked. Al was one of the first people I worked with, and I love him. And he does great production. He does great work, and he does great narrative. He was a he is a wonderful actor Mm -hmm. he has all the abilities but his paycheck is this company that does commercial work so he does Mm -hmm. fantastic commercial work and they're all like very creative and exciting and entertaining but they're wonderful paychecks for him because he's got a business to run with all these people you know that he employs and gives the opportunity to be on set whether they're there for the paycheck because they have the technical skill like you're saying or because they love filmmaking because of that like if i got a chance to be on his set like it would be the same reason for me to be on Mad Wives, like because I get to go be a PA or do the lighting or whatever functionality um, someone needs me for. Which is one of the things about me is like, f- especially with Mad Wives lately, like I've been doing more and more uh, lighting, fo- focus on the director of photography, um, the gaffing, the yeah chief lighting technician kind of stuff. But, like, that just happens to be what they were looking for and where I fell into play. But, like, I'm always happy to be a PA if someone, if I'm available to do it, that works great, you know. But, like, for those three we did with you last year, uh, the shorts that were black and white, like, I was mm-hmm. the director of photography, like, mm-hmm. because I have the skill set. And, again, that kind of goes back to my college, like, time. Like, I was in photography, but Reno's um, UNR didn't have, like, a film program. They had, like, a class or two about like film history and stuff but they didn't and they had a videography class journalism <laughs> yeah <laughs> and journalism that was my minor was journalism because i was going to be in economics and i was like no this is not for me <laughs> yeah. so then i went to journalism as my minor because there's that storytelling aspect so it kind of still tied in but um so when people know that like if they know me just from sets they're like oh you can be around and do everything but like i do have a degree in photography which transitions really well to cinematography and lighting so like i've got this area but i've also directed short films i've written short films i don't write much at all anymore um someday you you know so i've I've seen at least one or two uh of your things whether it be acting or something Mm -hmm. you made online um real fast if i wanted to find that whole thing your portfolio of let's just say video work because you do a lot of different Mm -hmm. types of arts where could i find that so for video, the, probably the best is just to uh, IMDb me. If you look me up on IMDb, it's got my credits, but also like somewhere on that page, there's the video tab. And I've 
figured out by like uh, Film Freeway or whatever, like how to like submit to a film festival mm -hmm. to get the credits to get your film posted on IMDb, mm -hmm. and then that then I don't care about film festivals anymore. So all my yeah. short all my short films are basically on IMDb.com. You can watch the whole things there, and there's six or seven. I forget how many I have up. What's it's been your, a little while. What's your favorite one that you've made out of your short films? Um. I like them all. It's probably a tie between Absolved, which is like a longer, I think it's like a 15-minute short film. It's more drama. Um, and it was, so it was like one of like my bigger like pieces. But then I have a little short film, which originally was three minutes. I just recently changed it over to like the seven-minute cut. Um, but it's Snozzled with the clown who loses his nose. And that's that might be my ultimate favorite. But then I've got... A little one, Welcome Home, which is a single shot around like it, and it's got two of my favorite actors in it, and it's sweet and silent and black and white. All my short films so far are black and white because black and white's the best. Black and white is uh, it's great. It's my heart. I love it. It's my yeah. heart. So. We'll we'll put a uh, link to your IMDb sure. page. Are all those on YouTube? Or are they just like Vimeo? I think just they're just on. Uh, I might have them on Vimeo, but I think. They might just be on IMDb.com. We'll we'll try linking yeah. more than just the IMDb mm -hmm. page. Um, yeah. but I'll, if, I'll get to you. If anything, I'm... that will be in the, the description for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so so, acting wise, directing wise, writing wise, everything, anything, everything, anything. That's anything. the that's the thing. Is like it's not just everything. It's just like mm -hmm. if you if the biggest thing for me is like my availability on time. Like yeah. Mm -hmm. my time with yeah, my busy. kiddos is like my number one when i but i only have so much time with that and then day job to keep mm -hmm. a house over my head so i can have time with my kiddos mm -hmm. and then if i can make time for anything else outside of that it's like yes let's do it um so b besides being a wonderful human being that is uh, readily available to do most things on a set anybody like seriously he's great i've had him on many of my sets as an actor as a an actor and a boom op in one thing actually that was so, I can't, um yeah. uh yeah i've had him That's as a couple a couple different things he's great um most people probably actually know you from your drawings actually, yeah which is um number one because you make so many and number two you can't be escape them. because you just post so many <laughs> yeah. it's it's not even it's the the quality and quantity um that is crazy mm -hmm. for me um what, what are those on your regular uh page i think you have a an instagram page that's just for like post-it drawings and maybe you could you could speak on yeah that, so i social media i don't do like tiktok but i ha do have like a facebook account and a um instagram account on facebook i technically have like a doodled like set aside post page but i've stopped using that for a long time so it still lives there but i don't post anything there so like there's like my personal facebook and there's my personal instagram but my personal instagram i could look it up real quick but i have like 30 some thousand posts and the vast majority of those are of my hierodoodles my doodles 34.6 thousand posts on instagram and most of them are drawings um, either drawings or my kids or scenes from film sets. That's typically what you're going to get. 36.4 thousand. Yeah. How many do you post a day? That ranges. So uh, one of my dear, dear friends from elementary school, but especially like high school and stuff, she's one of my favorite artists lives over in California. 
has a family and is doing great there. She kind of ruined my life when she kind of peer pressured me into joining Instagram. Because, mm. like, I used to just draw. So I used to just draw and draw and just draw. And people knew that I drew, but I didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And then I was working at the museum, and I found a whole bunch of drawings from when I worked at Tower Records. Mm-hmm. From just being at the cashier's table, like, all these drawings. And I was like, oh, a friend of mine asked me like did I ever keep him I was like oh I did and I found him so I posted him on Facebook and then like I was just like well I'm posting I'll start putting other things up and then my friend was like oh have you heard about Instagram (laughs) you gotta start doing this and I was really hesitant but I finally did so now like because of like the structure of Instagram like basically like if I'm gonna draw like I'll draw nine at a time so then it's got like it's nice like three by three grid Mm -hmm. so typically like it's in blocks of nine so either like some days i'll do and some weeks and every now and then i'll be in like a really kind of sad mood and uh i won't draw for months but that's pretty rare uh most often you're gonna get bombarded daily (laughs) and so it's typically nine but like yesterday at the museum we had a board of trustees retreat and so i'm running av for that all day long Mm. um so i'm doing a very professional like serious job but i'm also just sitting at a flat surface Mm -hmm. so like i was drawing all day too Mm -hmm. very good at my job (laughs) to the point (laughs) where i can also but also very good at doodling so i can doodle while doing most things um so yesterday i did 63 and like i feel like i need like an instagram like warning button like be prepared like your feed's gonna be bombarded with you will get a lot a whole bunch of hieradoodles hidden your way so um uh, a couple things. Number one, can you maybe just describe your style of art? Your style. Yeah. Number one, so it's just drawing. Like, again, I grew up on, like, cartoons, X-Men, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, there was a short period of time where I thought about, like, doing uh, comic books because then you got storytelling, too. But really, I'm lazy. So <laughs> I'm lazy while being, like, one of the least lazy people mm-hmm. at the same time. So, um I have a massive output, but I don't want to, like, stop and, like, think up, like, a story for an overarching story that's going to take pages and pages and comic Mm -hmm. books and comic books. So I'd rather just, like, do maybe a one-off doodle, and that's what I do. So uh, originally they were just, like, as a kid, I just drew on whatever surface. And then when I worked at Tower Records, it's really when, like, the doodles started, which I like, they had, like, quarter sheet size page, like, notepads that had like advertisements or something. So I'd just rip them off and draw on the back. And so I'd walk home with like a handful of like these like half or quarter sheet pages of drawings. And then I started just taking like, um, like computer paper, folding them in quarters. Cause then they could fit in my pocket. Like mm-hmm. I was never like a moleskin drawing book guy. Like I kind of really love them loose and like individual. Mm-hmm. So then I would like draw f- four images on like the quarter sheet folded up paper. And those were like, what like are kind of like the hard form like doodles caleb's doodles um and then a couple years ago i probably did about on facebook there was i think it was about twelve thousand of those Mm. where i then switched over i forget exactly but basically like i was working at the museum in the security office i was doing the other way but then i started like drawing on post-its and i was like this is really nice this is easy i'm not folding them up and they're a little smaller, so they're not getting crinkled in my pocket and stuff. Um, and then they became hieroduddles, so they're post-its and they're hiero because, like hieroglyphics, you can just pop them right up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had Seven Magic Mountains came out, 
in Vegas, which is a really fancy, beautiful piece of art that's ginormous down in Vegas, if you get a chance. Nevada Museum of Art plug instead of Magic <laughs> Mountains. So when that came out, it was like, oh, I've already been drawing and I've already been like posting like art up on the security wall at the museum for years and years. But then I was like, oh, I'm going to make seven Magic Doodle Mountains. So then like I started making like a big mountain scene at the museum that's now down because we just changed our offices mm-hmm. in the process but so yeah the doodles and the hierodoodles now so uh on facebook there's over thirty thousand of those at this point i just crossed the thirty thousand threshold of the doodles but most of them overwhelming the most of them are faces with a little quip next to them a little one sentence or so sometimes it's a word sometimes it's a couple sentences most of them are pretty random uh a question i get a lot is like which comes first like the sentence the quote or the face and it really depends sometimes there's a word or i hear a conversation and something catches so like i'll text myself like a word or a phrase that i come up with that like i want to do something with that and then i'll refer back to that maybe later but most of the time i just start drawing could i uh could you pull your phone back up? Yeah. Go on your uh, your doodle page real fast. Mm-hmm. Can I see it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just talk about your last nine. <laughs> okay. Your top your top nine currently. Uh, so the the very first one, um, and I'll put these all up. Sure. On on here. Um, so the first one is homework is best in October, and then it's a hand. With a bracelet on it, uh, but the hand kind of looks a little um, monsterly in a way. I guess mm-hmm. like witchy, maybe. Yeah, like it's vampire-y. got like a yeah, it's definitely like a kind of femme monster kind of gestured hand kind of thing. Yeah, where did this idea come from? I definitely saw that one specifically. Like most of the, rarely do I ever stop and draw something that I'm looking at or like a conversation. But that one's. I wasn't drawing the hand that I saw, but I definitely saw a gesture by someone at the board. And it was like, ooh, I could draw a hand. And I think I had drawn the two next to it, which were not faces, but more like abstracty kind of things, if I'm remembering correctly. So I was like... Dream of Heaven. And it looks, uh, yeah, it looks like some some wings around maybe a flower. It looks very angelic. Yeah, it's kind. Of, that one's kind of like uh, it started with the infinity sign because one of the artists we were talking about at the museum was like has a lot of focus on infinity signs. So like a handful, I think, of yesterday or the last couple of days have been like have it, the infinity sign just because it's been on my mind. So that started with the infinity sign, and then was just kind of like trying to think of like where can I take a pattern. But then it's mm-hmm. got kind of vaginal like design to it, but then like it wings as well. So it it's abstracty, but also kind of formy like. It could be like a butterfly, angel, something. So, um, and the other one you were speaking of, uh, what was? It? Yeah, I don't. Looks like a um, a cartoon character. I would say it looks like a oh, is that per, the kind a person? Of they kind of have guy? like a leaf head. Yeah, yeah they okay. have like a. I was gonna say like a term turnip head, but it's not a turnip. It's more like a leaf. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think it says uh, would be nice to have a dance to it. Yeah, and that's one thing about my doodles too is like they're really. Some of them, like, I take a little bit of time, but most of them, like, I spend, like, maybe, like, two or three minutes to draw mm-hmm. each. And so I'm not looking to, like, make prestigious, fine, detailed art. Like, they're all 
pretty quick and my handwriting is pretty sloppy. So yeah. sorry to the world for well, it's, it's <laughs> having to read my handwriting. So the handwriting uh, in all of these is like to the side of whatever the subject is. But a lot of the time in order to make it fit, mm-hmm. um, it seems that you, you put a dash. So like this one, when it says wood, it says uh, woo. And then there's a dash. And then the U-L-D is underneath that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and, and that kind of seems to be a common motif in most of your things when you put that in there. If you need to fit yeah. it in, you'll just go to the next line, mm-hmm. which I like. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, when I started doing Instagram ones, like, it was like, maybe I need to really, like, think of something. So, uh, formally, like, it's they're still really random, but, like... I narrowed down like how I do word bubbles. Like I just do the bottom corner of a word bubble. I don't do a full circle, so I'm allowed to like do. Yeah. And same with thought bubbles. I just do like a, like I do relatively like the same thought bubble like kind of corner at the same time. Yes. And then yeah. question marks I turned into a lot of like a very spirally question mark and uh, exclamation points have like a bit of a diamond shape. And those are like four deliberate like things. I was like, if I'm gonna start doing like doodles regularly like i'm gonna dub myself caleb the doodler which like people have called me other things but i was like that i know a lot of people like a lot of friends like no one gives me a hard time about anything in life but like a lot of people are like doodle kind of like is downplaying yourself a little and i'm like but it feels right so i've stuck with it it's your thing Mm -hmm. i mean like if it feels right go with it yeah um uh, the next one, it's interesting because Caleb does do a lot of faces, but the, the, all of these seem to not really be faces. That's funny. The top nine. Um, yeah. These top nine. <laughs> of the 63 we landed on. The next one um, is uh, a cookie, and it has a oh, thought bubble, yeah. but the thought bubble's going up to like a heart. This mm-hmm. thought bubble that's just the corner of the thought bubble. Um, you have that. You have one that looks like a mirror, but it just says egg. Oh, yeah. I was, I forget what brought it up, but I was thinking about like the presidents on a dollar bill. Of federal note. Of federal note. Because I, I like it. eggs a lot. And so, so I thought instead of like a political figure on a, what if we just put food on our <laughs> money? And egg, I thought, would be the best number one. Um, after that is a mushroom with a face that says, why sure? Uh, after that is what looks like the moon maybe oh yeah it's a really clunky being moon, yeah. like taken over by darkness of some sort mm. and it says i want to quit <laughs> what is that <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it's just a very clunky looking like uh crescent moon mm. wanting to boycott continuing on the cycles of a moon's life and uh and then there's a pumpkin being thrown that says, not the future I have imagined. The pumpkin does not look happy. Ironically, I just wanted to draw a pumpkin. Uh, and then I drew a pumpkin, like, up the top of the post-it. And then I was like, oh, so maybe, like, I'll draw, like, motion lines. Like, someone's throwing it. And then I went to pick up a friend from work yesterday at the food co-op. And so I'm sitting out front, and three, like, drunken guys, like, stumbled past the car and stopped and picked up a pumpkin and then they turned and saw that i was like sitting like the car was running and like i was listening to music and they stopped and then they were like trying to like talk to me so i rolled down the window and turned off the music and they're like what are you gonna call the cops because we're gonna smash this pumpkin i was like no (laughs) there's a few things i'm calling the cops on if it's not but you are (laughs) grown-ups yeah you're drunk but you're Mm grown-ups so you're gonna make a choice like 
I'm not a violent person, so I'm not going to get out and like fight you guys over a pumpkin. Yes. Uh, but so it's ironic that earlier in the day I was drawing about like a pumpkin not being happy about being thrown and smashed. And then I manifested somehow three drunken dudes who felt they had to smash a pumpkin to get through their evening. And uh, they did a really – dudes out there, cool, but you did a really – poor job he had to he, i think he threw it twice or three times and it still was like a pretty shoddy smash it was so make your choices guys the Learn pumpkin's not looking yeah the pumpkin's not looking to be smashed that's how you get halloween curses have you watched any movies uh have the, you been the last one oh there's a, have you seen is a documentary? like it's like a it's like a cartoon character with big feet. Oh, yeah. But it's, what is this? <laughs> I don't know how to That's describe this. That's a fine this. question. So it was going to be a light bulb, and then it was going to be a light bulb inside of a donut. And then I didn't want to draw the light bulb, like, bottom sticking out, so I drew feet instead. And then it became, like, a little kind of, like, teardrop-shaped alien dude. And, like, mm-hmm. and I turned the donut into, like, a floaty thing, like a floating, like a tube that you, like, float down the river. So it just, it, that one really developed. It just says ready on it. Yep. Um, I know that that was nine, but I'm going to do one more because the next one is actually actual more, more standard, more yeah. like the standard uh, kind of doodles that Caleb does. So the next one is a woman's face, and it says, give the creators a place to play out creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a profile shot of her face. Um, who Who is this woman? Like the vast majority of my doodles. Like I just start drawing and then like see where goes so i might have a phrase like i might finish a face and be like oh that let me go back and look at my text and see if there's a phrase that i want or i'll start with the phrase and be like uh this phrase kind of resonates with this and i'll either find something that really pairs really nicely with it or something that's very juxtaposed and doesn't like pair Mm -hmm. so like there's a little tension in it um again these are just doodles so tension and it seems like I'm talking about something a little more fancy than that. But um, so this one, like I just drew the face, but we're with everyone talking like I, I don't remember the exact conversation, but basically like at the board, we're talking about like artists and art and environment and all kinds of stuff. So part of me, I think, was just thinking about like, I really want to just live in a world where like people like Gertrude Stein, like I just want like a house where like friends uh, who are artists, whether visual or whatever, just like ebb and flow in and out and like i just want a place where like people can like settle in so i forget if there was like an actual reference to like in the bigger room conversation of like a place where people can go create but that's definitely the mindset like all of a sudden like i finished drawing that face and i was like i want to talk about creators so this is kind of uh it's kind of a cool thought it's very elton john of you that (laughs) uh you like draw the face and then you're like oh but what's a good quote for this? Like mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have the words you're going to put on the post-it yeah. in mind when drawing Once in a while, sometimes, but not most of the time. And most mm-hmm. of the time, they're not real people. Like, weird plug. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, this will come out afterwards. But mm-hmm. on this day of recording evening, uh, three of my doodles are going to be in a show on 4th Street mm-hmm. um, through October. So, depending on when this comes out, you'll either have missed it and you'll have to go hundreds of post-its back on my instagram to catch them or you might catch it in person but at pitch black um they're doing like a classic monsters hollywood like universal monsters Mm -hmm. and so that's an example of like i kind of forgot that the show was coming up 
and I really like them and I've had like some doodles in their shows before for the Jim Henson one I think I put in six like Jim Henson themed ones but they reached out to me like one of the last days before like they were kind of stopping taking submissions and they're like Caleb like are you interested like if not we'll be glad to see you at the show but like do you have some like because I do draw like horror or like movie themed stuff like for a long time I drew like a lot of Kubrick and Scorsese like I just mm. love their faces and who they are as like filmmakers so like once in a while I'll do that but this was an example of like they were like did you want to put something in I was like oh shoot maybe <laughs> and then I was like I'm on my lunch hour so I drew uh, Wolfman of Frankenstein and the Dracula That's cool. based on the like uh, Lon Chaney the mm -hmm. uh, Karloff and Bella Lugosi one Lugosi. so yeah so like super quick still they were probably like maybe like 10 minutes each but uh, they were like specifically like thinking of a concept like thinking of a very specific visual mm -hmm. and how to like keep it in like the format that i kind of play with but um but then most of them are just i draw a face and i'm like oh she's a little pensive looking or she's or he's or whatever and like in i never thought about it too much but like in high school one of my good friends was like you just kind of draw a guy and then sometimes you turn it into a girl <laughs> i'm like maybe i do uh so they some of them have like very um not necessarily fluid but like i do with my sketchy drawings i feel like i draw more men than women because when i draw women they're like really rough and sketchy and like i think lots of ladies don't like to be drawn like rough and sketchy they want like the type of way they want a oil painting image versus a sketchy caleb drawing the, yeah. so not always that and like sense. and like i rarely get like negative feedback mm -hmm. for anything but mm -hmm. uh i definitely think like they're not flattering per se mm -hmm. in the same sense of like a as compared yeah but yeah so uh but yeah so i don't know where that tangent was oh just like the general like they kind of start off like all on the same like level and then they kind of take their own path as they go so sometimes they'll turn into a guy or sometimes they'll turn into a girl or sometimes they'll turn into a alien light bulb in a <laughs> with feet with feet <laughs> um i i really have enjoyed your stuff a lot um and you know the the amount of work you do is one of the things that you know it's so um admirable i i there are a lot of people who can't just keep going at that pace uh, especially with such a life as yours. I mean, you got a lot going on. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got kids. And then also, uh, I, we've mentioned it many times. Caleb works at the art museum, the yeah. Nevada Art Museum downtown. We've kind of like, you know, said stories about him working mm -hmm. there and such. Um, what's your what's the name of your actual position? So I actually, uh, I would have to look it up. Um, my name, my title at the museum changes semi-regularly, mm -hmm. at least every couple of years. Um I started there just as like a part-time gallery guard mm -hmm. and then they had me also do like AV technician kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. then like it just kind of constantly develops. So at this point I do, it's something along like IT manager and gallery tech or something along that. Like it's got like a few more words than it really probably needs. But basically like I run IT and audio video for the museum. Mm -hmm. But then I also sometimes help with security, sometimes help with facilities a little bit. Um, 
any audio video, whether we're having like a film festival like later today, or it's a lecture or running the AV for a board meeting, or um, if we have artists with gallery pieces that have audio video or digital components, uh, I'll work with artists to do that. And that's one of my favorite things is like working with artists in the gallery to figure out how to get like a projection up to where they want it to be or whatnot. Um, and then I do photo editing and video editing for little in-house things. A couple publications we've done with the galleries, like I don't do like the design work on them, but like I'll be the guy who takes like a scan or an old like um, photo that's been like digitized, but like is really dirty or like beat up and stuff. And I'll like clean it up for the publication and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really fun work. IT stuff, not fun. Children, go get a job where you don't do IT be happy with your life (laughs) uh but uh yeah so i do i really do a lot of a lot of operations kind of behind the scenes stuff um but some gallery work and stuff like that so been there for 15 years yeah silly you like it yeah i love the museum yeah (laughs) um there's something uh that i'm really excited about so uh caleb actually brought in uh his little workstation Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking right before the podcast about Caleb doing a doodle for us today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he's going to doodle. Uh, I don't think he knows either after no, talking I'm to him. But go, so. um, <laughs> you can, you can, yeah. Jump, I would jump. love to to see what you got. Yeah. Show so me is, what you've got. This is a rare opportunity that I get to bring my entire studio into your guys' studio. Not all artists are able to do that. And typically, actually, for the YouTube watchers, like. This is actually my studio. It's just mm-hmm. like a pad of post-its and a pencil. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at home, like, I found this nice little rig. It's a little, like, tabletop lap, uh, laptop, like, little table. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's got, like, adjustments. So, like, I can, like, have it on my bed or, like, in a recliner or something like that. So I can sit and draw without. I found before I had this, like, I was drawing at home. And I was just, like, drawing on, like, my lap and, like, stuff like that. Like, when I would be sitting. And, like, my neck was really bugging me after mm-hmm. a certain point. I was like, this is a health hazard. <laughs> like, I'm going to change my physique really poorly if I don't change. So then I got this. So this is my – I don't travel. This is the one time this has actually, like, come out from the house. But Dang. This is this is my studio. So thank you for joining me in the studio, you guys. Today. Thanks. Thanks for joining so, us in the studio. Yeah, so typically, like, sometimes I'll start with drawing an eye or a nose. And again, like most of the time, I genuinely just like right now, just like jump in and start drawing. Um, but like with the Frankenstein and stuff, like sometimes or like in life, like I'll see like a uh, image, like a, a gesture or like a motion or like a pose that like I really like. And so I might use those as like references or thoughts. Um, and again, most of the time, I, I rarely draw like actual people. Um Sometimes I do actually get commissions and, like, people ask me to do them. I'm not opposed to it, um, but when, like, I bring in other people's, like, wants and wishes, then it just changes it from what, like, me just mm-hmm. drawing, mm-hmm. which is fun. And But, like, it's just, like, it's not – it no longer is, like, me doing my thing. It's then me, like, doing a commission, which is mm-hmm. cool. But it's also, like, it's not too dissimilar to, like, film projects. Like, mm-hmm. it's – I know a lot of people, like, I would love it if I could just do film projects as a living uh, Mm -hmm. forever and ever and ever. Like, if I was, my day job was working on sets, 
that'd be great. But then it'd also become work where I'm doing my life as is. I'm doodling. I'm being a father. I'm going to work. If a film project works in that time frame, that's great. If they have a budget and want me to work for them, then there's this weird pressure where, like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you want to make it serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Okay, let me see if I can actually, like, do it. Where if it's like, we're doing a weekend thing, like, are you available? It's like, uh, let me take a look. Oh, I could pop in for this day, and you're not paying me. So, like, if you needed me for both days, I'm sorry. But, like, I'm happy to be there for uh, – what I can so same thing with like doodling like once like other people's like wants and like especially like they want to pay me for it it's like oh you're changing the game mm. <laughs> all right let's do this but um so like the uh, art gallery like I probably should be better about it and I think Sarah on the last one she mentioned mm-hmm. like the dynamic of like getting paid for work versus and like how mm-hmm. do you come up with the pricing I don't come up with the pricing. I just say, like, I'm going to do it for free. <laughs> and some of my artist friends, like, don't appreciate that because they want – they. I'm, like, setting the standard of, like, yeah. I'll do it for that the reputation. True. And they're, like, that's the badness. <laughs> that is true. You could you could just, uh, you know, have a, a medium, uh, a happy medium where it's, like, you know, you ask the person, hey, you want to pay me for this? What would you pay me that for this? Yeah, and then when they give you a number, if you don't think it's, uh, if you think it's, you know, too too much or whatever, you could always just be like, "I'll do that. Give me half." Yeah. Oh dang. Okay. He's he's still going. He just uh, completed one. Just so you all know, um, this says, "How will this end today?" And uh, a picture of. Is it? Is this a particular person? No, no. No? I was about to say it could be like it could be Cassie, but older without glasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe. Like it, yeah, just the just the hair mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. Um, yeah, but we'll. Uh, this will be in in the in the studio. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. Um, Let me see if I can get it up. So this is this is the first one. If you're listening in, this is our first drawing that we got from Caleb in the studio live. First live drawing. Um, he is on another one. Hey, uh, if you're looking, I would just bobbed my headlight. Oh, there's a second one. Okay, uh, <laughs> we got another one. Um, and so this I, one yeah. says, uh, "Now we should." Yeah, scribbly shove. Now we should. Now we should share some magic talk. Share some magic talk. And then um, is this based on anyone? This yeah. this, this me, was based on I just handed you one. How fast can I put out another full face without? <laughs> that was very fast. This face actually looks like uh, a local actor that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Uh, he added me. He's a take two. I want to say it starts with an R. It's like Reg. Reggie. Maybe. I don't know. That's funny. This this looks like his face exactly <laughs> In a to me. Form. Yeah. yeah, if I if I can, I'll put it on. Um, oh, that was a loud sound that just went <laughs> by. Um, if I can, I'll put it in the actual video. Maybe I'll blur out his name. <laughs> um, maybe I'll try to find him and see check if it, I can first, yeah. ask him permission to put all those this things is not in you, here. But, do you uh, but just so you know, <laughs> this is this is pretty spot on. I'm gonna come up to the the <laughs> camera one more time. 
uh, we'll put we'll put this right there so you can see it. So I, I uh, that's maybe do I, we could keep doodling forever as I do because I. How many do you want to do? You can do as many as you want. You've done two. You well, can do like we could try to knock out nine. Couple. We could do. You want to do nine? Yeah. Okay, so we're at two. You want to do? Let's no, let's do three and see how we're. Let's feeling. do three. We'll okay. see how we're feeling. We'll cap it at nine. There's there'll be no more than nine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That that picture legitimately. Looks like, actually, is my phone over there? You know what? No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't find this person right now. Yeah, but that's actually something that I find really interesting. It's like because the vast majority of them are random. Mm-hmm. I really love it when someone like comes up afterwards, like on and leaves a remark on Instagram or Facebook or something. They're like, "Oh, did you did you draw this person?" Usually, it's a celebrity or some sort of, and it's like, "No." But now that you say that, like, I really think it's interesting that that's what you see in this face. Because, again, like, every face is unique, but, like, every face is also not unique because it's the mm-hmm. same elements and features. So That second one, though, like, the first one kind of looks like Cassie, but it kind of also could be someone else maybe, um, you know. But the second one, it really looks like this particular actor. That That's I'm really fun. I'm curious because it'll be interesting, too. Like, I genuinely obviously was not thinking of an actor. I was just trying to get it. I was trying to get it done before you, like, sat down mm-hmm. with the first one to be like, ha-ha. <laughs> Got another. Look at me. But it's interesting that it would be curious to know if I know who this actor is. I don't think I know Reggie, but, like. Let me let me see my phone. Let me if, see my phone. If I knew it, I'll it'd be like, first oh, name. that's curious. I'm not going to say his last name. Yeah, but, like, if um, I knew him, like, and if I'd seen him recently, like, maybe he, in the back of my mind, like, his facial structure was, like, on my radar. Um, oh, yeah. Let me find. This is definitely the person. Uh, so... First name Reg. First name Reg. And uh, just followed him on Instagram. We're friends on Facebook. I don't know this individual. He, he auditioned for me once. His audition was pretty good. Reg. Um, he's an actor. Take two. Uh, Take two is awesome. Oh, I don't know if I've met him, but I actually have seen it. But like, I think we're friends on. So that's that's a very good, yeah. That's really funny. Even like this kind of side structure, like not smirk, but like the little side element. That's really funny. The swoop of hair is in the other direction, but how funny. Yeah, that was obvious. Very, but no, I think I'm friends with him either on Facebook or because I, I'm, it's almost bad. But like if I find out that like someone's on like internet and like they're a local actor, it's like I'm going to be friends with you because someday I'm going to actually get back to making movies and I'm going to have you on my list. So I have Same like thing a here. collection of actors. random people all the time. So there's the next one. Oh, that last one, by the way, is, is very close to Reg. Uh, yeah, and if I get Reg's um, permission we'll do to, to put his photo on the podcast, I definitely will. Um, I would say the nose on that one's a little bigger than his, but it was mm-hmm. it's uncanny yeah. the swoop of the hair. Um, this third one that was just made, I walk this way to get your attention, to get you attention. Your uh, should I think be it was your, your yeah. um, and uh, it's just it looks like a, a man with like a goatee, a little bit of sunken eyes, um, an older man. Uh, I'll put I'll put it up by the camera so everybody can see it real fast. 
And once again, for everyone listening in, we're having live live drawings being made for us. So every drawing that you see uh, in the studio is a drawing that has just been made for us by the doodler himself, Caleb Temple. Um, yeah, and he he's doing them. It's super crazy to see how fast you do them. But I guess that's just years of practice, right? Yeah, it's a degree of muscle memory. It's a degree like I've I've been known since like I was a kid. Like I was the quick artist. I was I had friends who were much better artists than me in like technical delivery and stuff like that. And part of it's just because again, like it's a silly thing, but genuinely, I'm like I consider myself one of the laziest people I know because like. There's only a certain amount of capacity that, like, I'm willing to put into certain things. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can make really pretty darn decent oil paintings. Like, Mm -hmm. I could do very fancy gallery stuff, but that's time. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny because, like, ultimately, like, when I'm doing doodles, like, they add up. Like, they're really quick, but they're, like, when you do, like, yesterday, like, if you're doing, like, even, like, a five-minute one... (laughs) And, uh, <laughs> like, but you do, like, 60 of them. Like, that's not a little no amount of time. Like, that ultimately. But if you do 60 at, like, three minutes each over a 12-hour day, then it's very little amount of time in that kind of sense. But, like, so maybe I do an oil painting, and it's a really great oil painting, but it's taken me, like, I spend, like, two weeks on it. Yeah. But I could also do hundreds of doodles in that time. Yeah, and to true. me, it's the gesture. It's the output. It's the physical, like, it gives me something fun to do. And, again, it's a weird thing because they're not dissimilar. Like, I don't think I repeat myself in phrasing very often. Sometimes I think I do because there's only so many words I have in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And I once in a while I put in, like, really fancy special words that, like, have gotten – into my ear and I've heard them recently I'm like oh that's a fun word but usually like I'm again just kind of like trying to get something out so the words are pretty conversational standard English like, can I give you a random word and you somehow work yeah it let's see it. Um, uh, okay um, your word it, let me give you like a verb or a noun let me give you something is, uh, your word <laughs> is um, to seek to seek that's two words, but uh, we that's can like an action. Okay. Yeah. To seek. Uh, so I was handed a fourth uh, post-it, like right before Caleb started talking that last time. Uh, he's just gone back to work on the fifth post-it. So this fourth one, uh, it says, did you doodle me before? Question mark. And it looks like a picture of me. Uh, <laughs> maybe a little <laughs> bit older, perhaps. Quick and scribbly, but yeah. Um, but it it does look like a picture of me, so I'll give this to to Cassie real fast. I was I think it was going to be a little more accurate, and then you stood up to do the other one. I was like, well, I'm <laughs> oh, just gonna go. I'm just gonna play with this. Then, so I kind of look like um, what's his face? The old uh, ooh, he's in so many things too. Um, he's an old western star with a big oh, bushy mustache. Talking- uh, he was in Sam, Star Sam. is Born. Yeah. And Big Ghost Lebowski, Rider one of my coworkers, was just asking me about yep. him. Yeah. Sam, not, Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott. That's, that's it. That's who I look like in this, I think. I, I think it, is Sam Elliott. It's giving me a Sam Elliott vibe for sure. 
but I don't talk down here. <laughs> well, you're talking about talking. Where, where, where I, talk I don't smoke from. five packs a day, so I can't. I, no, that's no, hard. No. God. Yeah. <laughs> Just constantly being down there. Just constantly. Uh, listening to the soul sounds of America. I can't even get <laughs> I'd have to, like, really distress my voice to get it on that, that, uh, that end right there. Seek you seek to, to seek, seek to seek seek to ease seek. or e a k e e k e e k yeah mm-hmm. that's one thing also my handwriting is sloppy and my spelling is not great. I'm dyslexic but I, I don't it. have uh, spell check on my doodles so uh, yeah you get what you get world I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> if that kind of happens if grammar and spelling is very important to you probably doodles aren't your number one yeah that makes a lot of right. sense I can't be for everyone but I could be for most people get it i mean like if if you're one of those grammar nazis that's like i can't even deal with this art because of the grammar maybe you should get over yourself oh i said it i said it and i get it i get it there but there, you know there's a time and a place that's what i would say you know there's a time and a place for everything art's the time to create and explore yeah yeah judgment is the time when we're all in that other mode where we're like Ugh. um <laughs> so uh currently we're on number five is that five five of nine five of five nine, of nine. Can we're I, getting close can I, let me let me get one more female face because you do do a lot of guys face this is another do, male yeah. face do do which is funny <laughs> which one one of them i think the not the cody but the one previous to that one that 100% was gonna be a lady and I was like no nah, I'm gonna turn into a guy like the original like shape was gonna be a woman and I was like nope I'm gonna this, is a, this, this is a won't be that yeah this will not be that um, so this next one number five uh, it is a bearded man uh, with a hood on he has some stars above him and it says you brought me to seek an answer for that you brought me to seek an answer for that Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll I'll give this now to Cassie so you all can see it. Yeah, this is actually I think this is fun. Hopefully the people listening and the people watching are having an okay time with it. But like I was talking to one of my friends, we went to the um, Kenley Farmers Market just this morning, mm-hmm. um, and we were walking around. And I was telling him, "Hey, I'm gonna go to this thing." Like he went to high school with me. He's a good friend for ages, so he's known me as like who I am as a drawer and a filmmaker forever. And I was like, we're going to do this podcast. And they're like, oh, are you helping out? And I'm like, no, they want to interview me. And I'm feeling a little silly about that. Like, happy, super happy to be here. Mm. But like, <laughs> and again, I can totally talk, but I, I'm very comfortable not talking. So it was like, we'll find stuff to say and I'll say stuff and I'll talk and it'll be great. Um, but I also feel like there's definitely been like development in my skill set and like I said like when I shifted it over to Instagram like I added like specific elements to like mm-hmm. how I do things and such um, but like I, it hasn't changed a whole bunch like I still draw not dissimilarly to when I was a kid like mm-hmm. it's just easy and fun and lazy and it's mm-hmm. the output is overwhelming um, mm-hmm. but like my story about like how I do it is very so like I've had like one interview I did with the people who put on uh show for me down in Carson with post-its we did like we put up it was a mixture of doodles and higher doodles and I think it was like maybe 300 images which I don't do gallery shows very often like every now and then like a group show is fun and stuff to like put in a few especially like theme like Jim Henson or monsters or stuff like that um but rarely do I do like 
much of shows but once in a while when i put up a show it's really fun like at uh when they did the charlie brown play years ago rest Doxy's of Re- god maybe or, at reno little theater it was like was a charlie Kid brown charlie like brown. maybe that one was it a musical i don't remember probably but it was at reno little theater mm. um and they let me put up so like i made like a gridded like pattern but like mm. I love putting up. If I'm going to put them up, like, three at this show, I'm really happy to be involved with. But, like, if I get a chance to, like, hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds. Just plaster the walls. Um, but this, it, there hasn't been much change. But that was, this is specifically one thing that I thought, like, this could be cool, which is why I approached you and brought this. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've never, like, on camera. And granted, like, you're getting maybe I already have them, like, pre-drawn. No, I don't. It's not imaginary. He doesn't. Uh, I'm watching <laughs> him do this. He 100% does not have them pre So the story of the drawing is basically the same as it always been. But, like, this is a nice, like, getting to, like, live draw for while converse. This is, this is really cool for sure. I um, Maybe, you know what? Okay. Not on this one. On the next one. On the next one, I'm going to hold uh, a camera just um, over Caleb's shoulder so you can see just the drawing of it. at least one yeah. full one. And I'll put that on the video uh in the in post so yeah that'll be on the sixth one though or the the seventh we are currently on the sixth one uh that caleb is busting out for us right now um uh quick question for you caleb have you ever done a thing where you've gotten an image and then uh done the like the 10 minute one minute 10 second challenge do you know what i'm talking about I think I've heard of it, but I don't think I've done that. I think I've done because I, again, I did do like I went to school for art and stuff, so I've done drawing classes, and I think I've done stuff like that in like life drawing with a few kind of like um, lasting dose. I think they used to do like a figurative drawing night, and I went to one or two, and like they kind of will do like that structure. Like first, everyone does like a half hour long drawing and then we're doing like a 15 minute drawing and then like a 10 but i don't know if i maybe have but i've at least heard of that kind of like breaking down to like mm. from this amount which is semi-reasonable to like unreasonable like, and you just have to turn into ten, gestures yeah, yeah. It's like, which it's a really fun concept yeah, i like, I like um, watching um videos like that uh this oh don't start on the next one because yeah, i'm gonna yeah. film you Th- this one that uh caleb has just completed says the street you Drag, draw, brought me down. Brought me down. Probably. Brought me down. And it is a beep. Mm-hmm. The street you brought me down <laughs> was cool. Uh, lady's face, uh, little little side profile, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, I'll give this to Cassie so she can show you. And then after that, I'm going to go straight over to Caleb's shoulder so we can no. film the next one. And that's one thing, too, is like it hasn't, and we can talk and draw at the same time, but it hasn't, it's not exclusive, but I definitely have. Uh, tried to start doing like on the Instagram grid like a face facing this way a center facing ish and then like a side facing like I've started to kind of play with that structure Um, so this one like I'm just drawing so I haven't been really like uh, paying attention but like sometimes I'll like deliberately set out like I'm gonna do nine right now and so like this first one will be whatever but then like the next two I'll either do a left facing or a right facing or uh, adjust to that so, like, I'm starting to, like, kind of play with a little more structure of, like, what exactly is going on. Um, let's make this person happy. Scribbly happy, so they look... Happy people. Mm-hmm. The happiest. That oh, you just not, got a text. Not the museum, so we're okay. We're fine. 
Caleb's on call right now. I hope you all can hear me. I'm, you, you can. I'm sure you can. Uh, Caleb's on uh, on call right now at the museum because he is uh, a VIP there. <laughs> I'm the when you're the head of AV. Anytime you have events, whether I'm working it or not, like I'm my wonderful technicians that work with me. Uh, there's a good chance they might call me with a question of like what's going on and like do we have this cable or how, do we have this capacity or something just broke so how do we fix it and then I walk them through troubleshooting over the phone hopefully not have to it's funny I don't always do squiggly but I'm definitely feeling like a squiggly hair day um, is this a girl or a guy I think it's a girl I, I think, think we're, it's a girl I think we've landed into femininity think it's a girl it could i mean like you know it could yeah. be it could be or it's or do they just uh a non-binary person yep. is that is that that's a little nice. under? oh and that's fun is we'll be able to look back at your video file and see like how long this one specifically actually took very true i like that timestamp. um let's watch what he said And let's see the finished That's good enough. products. What does that say? Please see yourself out. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I'll give this to, to Cassie in a moment. Yeah. That was great. Uh, awesome. So that's, is that eight? This is, uh, this is number is that, seven. That's seven. So we got two more. Easy one. peasy. Everyone. Please see yourself out. Curly hair day mm -hmm. with the woman. So let's do an abstract. I do like uh, stars and space and mm -hmm. common motif like, with your yeah, stuff. Artsy, magic -y. Like So I use the words like magic and dream a lot. Magic. Yeah. Imagine. So I do like drawing. One thing I've started drawing a lot of more. I try not to do too much repetition, but like, uh, I've started to draw like sad star a lot. Sad star. It's not like a character, but it's basically a character because it's virtually identical. Um, is there any? I know. So so it's interesting because with all of your your art, I feel as if you're very uh, kind of glued into that photographer type of mindset. You like you like the the like this is a. a a Kodak moment, you know, this is a picturesque type of thing. Mm -hmm. The whole story can be gotten from from this. Yeah, right. Um, do you ever see yourself doing a whole story, making? I mean, maybe it would be with drawings or or other things. Do you think there will be a day where you have some uh, grand grand design? I so it's a interesting question and yes I do think so again like it's been it's actually been like a many a year since I've worked on my own film project mm -hmm. um but like IMDb has a number of my shorts there uh but like the idea of doing like a feature length film like totally there but the difference between this is you could tell me to get out right now and I'm done and I've already made pieces and mm -hmm. like I've got finished something and True. it's taken me no time. We haven't necessarily, maybe I've had a little old, but there hasn't been a stop in the conversation. Mm -hmm. I just get to do it and I'm making stuff. Where if I make a feature length film, I've got to invest my time, my money, other people's time, which is the biggest thing. Like, True. I 
definitely shut myself down with like this is a story I'm kind of interested in but like is it worth like getting all my friends and acquaintances and connections to stop their existence to work on this that's a challenge which is ridiculous in a sense because someone's like I've got this story that has no relation to you Caleb do you want to invest your days and I'm like I have nothing going on I do want to invest my days into a story I have no connection to and Mm -hmm. have no ties I just want to do lighting and be with people I like and make a film Mm -hmm. But, like, I won't – I really lock myself in and be like, I don't want to ask that of someone else. But I'm thrilled when people ask that of me. So it's a contradiction in a big way there. Mm. Um, so I do love the idea of making a fuller story and something bigger um, versus these where they're, like, sometimes – once in a while they'll communicate or have, like, a story arching a couple of them. Like, yesterday, for ins- or the day before, I did three, which were, like, basically, like, really squiggly dots. One said no – the other one said nope and the other one said nah mm-hmm. like there's not a big story there but like they're communicating they're relating to each other but most of them are individual post-its that just have their own little like bite-sized micro little story in it and that's it this is the sad star that i'm holding mm-hmm. um i'll give it to cassie in a second so you can see uh the the eyes on this star kind of look like your question marks a little bit mm-hmm. um and it says how far did you fall and then the star is kind of just uh, amongst some other stars with a little grimace on his face, her face. Uh, kind of looks like that one witch from Hocus Pocus, the grimace that <laughs> this person has. I'll give it to, to Cassie now so you all can see it. One well, more. And we once again, this yes, we have one more. This is uh, the eighth piece today that Caleb has done for us in the studio. Um, and he is on his last one now. Yeah. Uh, for for at least this, he's gonna go. Keep I'll give going. This, I'll give Cassie an opportunity. Do you want to have any input? Do you Ooh. have any concern? A word or an Ooh. idea or a drunk? I can, it can just continue to be random. But since Cody Touch had a Cassie. opportunity to, um, something fantasy. Fantasy okay. is what Cassie is saying. Something fantasy. Okay. Fantasy. Like a chocolate fantasy. Like it's a sweet, sweet chocolate fantasy. Mm. That's mm. what that cookie was with the heart. Done. I did it That's yesterday. When, it the was second I hear time fantasy, I, th- I instantly <laughs> think chocolate. Mo- mostly just because, like, you know, fantasy. maybe Willy Wonka, just like at a chocolate factory. I'm going in a weird, weird uh, direction. Willy now. Wonka is so good, though. Gene Wilder. Is, Willy Wonka. Willy yeah. Wonka. Name if everything did you guys see the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka I did yeah I, do you guys care for it is there you a know, reason to um, have movies like that uh, I, I liked uh, parts of it yeah did you okay. I did yeah um, I, I saw it once there are a lot of people who don't like it um, but I liked it uh, because the, the thing about it the thing about it is like when looking at something like that where it's so iconic yeah um, Johnny Depp did an, a completely new character. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Number one, same character in Johnny Depp's land. Mm-hmm. So I was a big fan of uh, of him acting in it, even though he's uh, a little bit of a creep, yeah. right? His character is a little uh, creepy, even though he doesn't mean to be. But I think that, you know, the shut-in aspect of that and the aspect of wanting to be a kid um, and wanting to get along with kids because of his childhood never being good yeah. on the end of sweets and stuff. I think that all plays into it. 
Um, I liked it. I thought the there Michael was some, Jackson kinda. some, yeah, he was in, in this. Yeah. I might, I would venture to say Michael Jackson was probably a huge inspiration for the Johnny Depp. I got um, this magical land where the kids would be happy, but you're that's, not a child anymore. That's exactly it. And exactly. Yeah. I, I thought that it was, um, decent. Yeah. Uh, I just think that when it comes to the original, that it's so iconic. It just keeps coming back to that word, iconic, right? And um, there are certain things that you can never get away from, such as uh, uh, Imagination, mm-hmm. the song, yeah. right? Like, they could have put that into the new one, and I don't know if they did. I, know I they don't put recall. Some, it, yeah, but, but it's it's things like that. You know, they speak on art in the sense of you must give nostalgia with anything that's new. So these things that were already nostalgic for, you have to change them to an, a certain extent. I think they did that. But I also don't think that they necessarily hit some of the points they needed to with mm-hmm. that nostalgia. Like the tunnel scene. They didn't really have like a freaky tunnel scene, which they could yeah. have imagined uh, a current age tunnel scene in that, you know? That tunnel scene is so interesting, too, because it's in the original. It they stands out so much. They didn't know. And it's it's no one knew that was one of the things. No, like Gene Wilder knew, yeah, what was happening, but nobody in the boot boat in the boot, <laughs> in the no, boot. nobody in the boot, nobody in the boat actually knew that they were filming that little part. Um, so <laughs> just like Gene's gone crazy, yeah, yeah. So that's why it's kind of like that. That's one of those scenes. I'm pretty sure it's like the alien scene, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. That's why everyone's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you get those authentic reactions in this experience mm-hmm. of the performer just responding to the scene versus like this is what i want to do with this reaction Being in the to moment. yeah mm-hmm. that's one um, of the most genuine things come up and uh you know if if you can get into the moment like that as a performer it's great but i i think that the reason why i will defend it is because of another Gene Wilder role, which I've looked into heavily, which is uh, the producers. Yeah. Gene Wilder and the producers and the original producers is fantastic. Can't when he changes his face red. He's when, so good. Uh, yeah. Zero, is it zero? Zero. Most yeah. When zero's above him and like he's like, you're gonna jump on me. Mm. He like in that instant on like film, he just like blushes his entire body and it's just like. I think you're performing, but it feels like more like the instance we're just talking about where like he's just reacting, but it's Gene Wilder. So it's like, no, he just pulled off this insane physical transformation of like blushing. And it's just like, yeah, that's just an instance of it. It's, it's so great to see. While if you were to go to the remake of that, Mm. the Matthew Broderick version, which to be fair, Matthew Broderick's version is a musical and Gene Wilder's never was. It was supposed to be yeah. a, a show about the making of a flopped musical. Yeah. Um, so that that's the, the major difference. I would just say that, like, you look at Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. and maybe he's his own version of Leo Bloom, but it's to compare him to Gene Wilder would be, I think, an insult to yeah. Gene Wilder. Um, and that's just saying that I've I've seen it a couple times, and Matthew Broderick kind of falls flat or feels forced to me, whereas mm-hmm. Gene Wilder feels natural in the moment. If I were to look uh, at Johnny Depp and Gene Wilder in mm-hmm. those same lights, Johnny Depp delivered. Yeah, fair. He he did give us you know what the script he he did the homework assignment. I yeah. think you know, and that's the big difference. I would say there you know there are things about that movie, but yeah. 
that was a very long conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Willy Wonka. Um, do you, you have the last one? Yeah. Last one's done. Fantasy. Nice. Let's see yeah. what it is. Uh, ooh, wow. So this is a, this is a medium shot of a <laughs> wizard who has uh, a castle in the background, uh, a moon. Um, this wizard looks very much like one of the other uh, doodles that we already have, um, which Cassie is now putting up. It looks just like that wizard. It looks uh, like that, but from a different angle. Uh, he has a staff, um, and he has some some uh, hands and uh, out of one of them is coming some power and it says keep your what is it keep your dragon dragons at the edge of maps keep your dragons at the edge of maps a reference to old map making where they would put the what is the phrase it's beyond here be monsters or beyond here be dragons because yeah. they didn't know what to draw at the edge of the map so they're like don't go here it's just scary. don't do it there's dragons <laughs> that's the edge of the world everyone knows that yeah uh so here the is, only place to have dragons is on the edges of maps because they're <laughs> dangerous they're not house they're not pets you don't bring them home you're not a targaryen Keep them where they belong this is the ninth uh and last doodle that we are going to yeah. get here today in the studio by caleb the doodler Mr. Caleb Temple himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really great. We're going to put those up on the wall. Wherever you sign, that's where we're going to put them. We'll so make sure them. you get some good real estate up there. Yeah, I'll have to uh, take a quick moment and decide document them for the Insta. Yeah, of course. For the yeah, Insta, yeah. got to feed that Insta. Yeah, if that if that's okay, these are yeah. yours. You nope. should be able to. I'm, I'm they, just assuming that they're ours already for some yours. reason. I'm yep. so sorry. I just saw them and was like, mine. <laughs> um, one quick thing I was thinking of. Because you said that you you don't like to necessarily ask for money for these, right? Yeah, it's easier if I just get to give them away or just keep them. I've got a less lot. than 30,000 but pretty close to 30,000 doodles at home just stacked in boxes mm-hmm. because – You should uh, you should find somebody to take them for you and try to sell them for you only in the sense that the money would go to something that you support. Yeah, that could be okay. That's what I was thinking. I was just yeah. like it in the same sense that you say, you know – uh, your friend would take two weeks to make an oil painting. Or yeah. Whereas you can make um, a hundred, mm-hmm. two hundred of these yeah. in that time, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Uh, would it be this su- sufficeif to say that however many of these you made, mm-hmm. you could charge together the yeah. same amount of money? Possibly. I mean, it depends, but. I'd have to. It would be a math question, but like yeah, three you could bucks get a pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus Typically, like a fifteen hundred dollar yeah. one one yeah. pop. Yeah, one. I've come to like basically if someone asks for one, like especially like if it's like on Instagram, I've got a couple of people who are like really really pleasant, like a couple different parts of the country who like I draw uh, magicians and clowns a lot. I love mm-hmm. stage performances and theater, but I also really love stage magicians and stage clowns. Um, so I've drawn like uh, Puddles Pity Party a number of times, and a friend of mine, R.J. Owens, is also uh, both a magician and a clown, um, typically separately. But I've drawn him a number of times as himself, and then once or twice as clown. But like uh, Puddles Pity Party has like a big following, so like when I draw one of those, typically like usually like I'll do hundreds, and like no one, maybe a few comments, but like I do a puddles, and they're like, "Who did they buy it? How can I get it?" And it's like. You guys are so wonderful. Yeah, you can have it for. So if I, especially if I'm, if I'm gonna frame it and mail it off, I'll 
if I'm going to sell them, I typically go with $20 and people are like, okay with that. Mm. Part of me feels like I'm still undercutting because it's original artwork. It's not mm-hmm. like a print or anything, but also it's a post-it note with pencil on it. So 20 seems a little silly that, to ask that. that. You made in less but, than two minutes because that's literally that, that one. You did had. you check? Did, what yeah. Was well, t- when I pressed stop, it was at like a minute 52 or three or something. Yeah. So it was like yeah. less than two minutes for one of these. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. $10 an hour. Okay. Crazy. <laughs> or $10 crazy. a, no, sorry. Ten dollars for thirty seconds. Um, ten dollars <laughs> a minute. Ten dollars. Yeah, two yeah. minutes is about. $10 yeah, so ten dollars a minute. Yeah, yeah. it's a little under two minutes, but yeah. you could round up yeah. and be like, I charge by the minute. Yeah. So you get me for the full minute. Yeah, you exactly. Don't use those You're paying the whole seconds. minute. That's on All right. You, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up? Anything you're currently working on? Um things in uh, film or theater or anything you wanted to talk about i wanted to talk to you about one thing because i kind of mentioned it before but like speaking of like productions and like like uh, i wanted to apologize for missing puffs it's all good so i was really 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 excited to go see puffs yeah my daughter so i have a five-year-old son and an 11 about to turn 12 year old daughter my daughter has started to shift to Percy Jackson a little more, but she's a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. So when I saw that you were doing Puffs, I was like, oh, I love Cody, and I think this will be great. I can't wait to see it. So I waited till a weekend where I had my kiddos, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get tickets, and this is going to be perfect. I'm going to take them. And then uh, I saw something somewhere online, somewhere uh, it occurred to me like, Maybe this isn't a show for 10-year-olds. It's not. And so I reached out. <laughs> so, like, I, but I had, unfortunately, like, it had waited, like, it, the weekend that I could take them was the final weekend. And so I reached out to Joe, and I was like, so here's what I was thinking I was going to do. Is this going to be, because Shepard's four, was four, is five now. He would be able to sit through it. But Sophia, I think, is going to love it. But is this, am I doing the right thing by taking, and she's like, this is probably not. And I was like, oh, I totally should have just gone by myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so speaking as, as someone who's looked into the show quite a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, act one isn't that bad. Yeah. Act one's not that bad. It's actually the show itself parallels uh, Harry Potter pretty much to a T. And it doesn't get very sexual until year six, <laughs> which is kind of how the books also have work. Kind of a little like there's a, yeah. there's a little bit of, you know. Um, you know, crushes and Love. things like that yeah. before that uh, with characters like Cho Chang and, and people mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, it doesn't really come in. It comes in the fourth book and then it comes in again in the sixth book. In the sixth book, they really hit hard and they introduce the term snogging. And so the entire sixth year is just like... Snogging uh, away. Number snogging one... Snogging at the bar with butter <laughs> Snogging, <beer>. which <laughs> means to kiss amorously or caress. Um if you don't know. Anyway, uh, the sixth year is all about <laughs> snogging, and it's all about this character named Zach Smith, who in the books is literally only in the sixth book. He's a Quidditch player, mm-hmm. and he's in the Hufflepuff house, and he's, like, in none of the other books. He just shows up in the sixth book, and he's like, I'm part of Slughorn's club, blah, blah, blah. I'm good at Quidditch. I know a lot about Harry Potter, <laughs> if you were guessing. Um, so uh, this Zach Smith, I, I bring these up because, number one, Zach Smith is an improv role. 
So I had Zach Smith played by many different people. Mm -hmm. I got to play it one night. Uh, Christopher Daniels was the Zach Smith for the entire first weekend. The last weekend, it was me, Amanda McHenry, and Joe Atak. And I told no one any night who was playing Zach Smith. It wasn't listed anywhere. Uh, So Amanda McHenry was the first night, and she was in the show. She was one of the characters. So nobody – because everyone – before that had been outside of the show. So no one suspected that for she was her to do it. Everyone was very surprised. <laughs> and she rickrolled the audience. Just want to say that real fast. She literally rickrolled the audience. It was very funny. And then I had Joe Atak, who is one of the creative artistic directors um, at GLM, come out and be Zach Smith the next night. Uh, and he's an actual Brit. So um, mm-hmm. he, he was great. <laughs> um, uh, and then I played it the, the closing night. But that role is raunchy. Yeah. That role starts out with the character coming out and saying, uh, hey, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> what's up? Oh, uh, Joe was a little bit late on stage and he was like, oh, sorry, I was late. I was busy banging your mother. <laughs> he said something like that. Yo. Um, yeah. So it was it. it leans into that yeah. crassness yeah. year six leans into the crassness <laughs> with the pretty improv and ad libs and stuff pretty yeah. heavily there's a part where snape has an ad lib line where he talks about magical sex ed and jayton was playing that role it's an important class jayton would come out and say some things <laughs> i mean like he, he would come out and say some stuff he he would always come out with a donut and a wand that was the bit but Fair. you know this is one of the parts of the show you were allowed to change so like sometimes he came out with two donuts <laughs> you know <laughs> and like he could say whatever he wanted about yeah. it so you can imagine uh but you know i would say you could have taken the first act and just and then just out skipped out but also like cedric dies at the end of the first yeah. yeah he actually doesn't die at the end of the first act yeah. they literally go to intermission <laughs> right before he dies <laughs> like he enters and they're like yay first place first place and the narrator comes out and he's like a moment <laughs> that we shall stay in for the next 15 minutes actually <laughs> and it's like what <laughs> it's like so it's really funny uh it's a, it was a great show um but there were kids who were there yeah, i sat through it several times and there were like children in front of me and then we had like the Zach Smith part that I brought up oh, is literally <laughs> five minutes long sometimes. Oh, it's like two to five minutes long. <laughs> um, and so, like, that – Did you I, hold back crass. at all or were you just and like – No, 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 Sorry, no, kid. No, like literally Chris Daniels when he came out was yeah. the crass – probably one of the most crass. He was. Uh, Abby Rosen was one. She uh, was crass. Hilarious. <laughs> that Like, hilarious. It You have to be crass yeah. in this role. Yeah, That's you got it. Just the way that it works, you know? <laughs> uh, it's a bunch of, like, I fucked your mom jokes yeah. over and over again, basically. And, like, ha-ha, fuck you, ha-ha. <laughs> Zach Smith's the best. All that stuff. Um, but it it went really well. The only things – I could show you some things from it that I was proud of. I could I show you some things. As uh, keepsakes. <laughs> yeah, like, cool. I, I decorated the uh, – the theater, like I tried to have the whole theater decorated. Yeah. I had Moaning Myrtle's voice put into one of the That's bathrooms. Uh, <laughs> I had so a portrait put up of Amanda McHenry that was changed out at intermission to okay. Jayton because one of them plays Headmaster 1 and one plays Headmaster 2. There's okay. a joke in the show that the actor changes in year yeah. three because of <laughs> Richard <laughs> Harris dying. And so we had like a portrait in swapped in the lobby in... that was swapped out. And, and so I instructed good. everyone, like, if anyone asks, it's the same portrait. That's great. Just playing the joke. Well done. Yeah. 
And um, the best part was uh, something that Amanda did. She helped me make this thing called the Scribbler. The Scribbler was uh, an idea that I got way back from Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Hi there. Hey, Courtney. Um, thanks for the magazines. Thanks. I got the magazines today. Thank you. Yeah, I, got, I gave him the magazines, uh, by the way, today. It's just been sitting around the house forever, but this is the first time. This is what I've happens when you're friends with filmmakers and filmmaking Andrew, makes you Andrew excited. Andrew on the very last one, actually. Yeah, it's R&D. the conclusion. So, uh, rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. Uh yeah, rest in peace. Um, the the coolest thing about Puffs was the 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 program. I'll show you. I'll send you uh, like a picture. That'd be cool. Yeah, it, it was uh, a newspaper. Scribbler, you said? Is it? Yeah, you know the Quibbler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that, but it was a newspaper that's called awesome. the Scribbler. That was like is literally the size of a small newspaper, and oh, it was newspaper that's... material. And um, Amanda McHenry was the the designer. Cool. Like I had the idea, and she just went along with it yeah um and i would say that like she she did all of the work on it and it is by far one of my favorite if not my favorite detail of the entire That's thing so awesome. she did a very good job with it yeah Amanda mchenry is great yeah, she's yeah. So cool. uh but puffs went well puffs cool. went well and it sold out uh and it was hard to get a ticket there are a lot of people who have been like i'm so sorry i couldn't make it and it's like this is the nature of our business you know like i want to go and see evil dead i don't know if i'm going to be able to yeah because it's sold out and it's sold out the second weekend and then they were like we're we're raffling tickets Mm -hmm. and i saw that and i was like maybe i should put my name in and then i look at my schedule and it's just like you're raffling tickets for one weekend and i can't see it that weekend yeah it's and such a weird it's a weird feeling especially like cuz I get involved with some theater a little bit mm-hmm. sometimes but mostly I'm just I've got friends who are involved with it so I'm going to see so I'm more of an audience member mm-hmm. but it is this weird thing of like especially sold out shows it's like I missed it I failed but they have theaters full of people mm-hmm. they're not hurt they're not going to miss that I'm not there like knowing that I'm there like it's nice to mm-hmm. have friends in the audience and stuff but like the performers ultimately aren't hurting because <laughs> mm-hmm. they've got a full got, house. And and oftentimes, like, I, especially when I was married, like, uh, Kira didn't care to stick around too often. Like, mm-hmm. even when we had, like, our closest friends in it, like, show's over, time to go. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'll like to stick around and catch people and say hi. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, I don't always. And, like, sometimes it's just nice to be like, I saw it and I'm going home right now. Yep. And so, like, even when I catch a show, you don't necessarily know that I caught the show. You know what I mean? That happens. I do that sometimes. But there is this guilt of, like, I should be going to every single show. How do I not make it to a show? Not everyone can be Evangada, you know? (laughs) Not everyone can do that. Yeah. Um, And it's it's impressive to be able to do that. Yeah. But I really wanted to see Puffs. But it just – I made the – uninformed i'm sure, I'm sure i'll <laughs> direct something at some yeah. other time there's other things i want to yeah. do do you have point. and granted obviously i've way shifted this on to yeah. you but <laughs> it makes me happy yeah. do you have any shows coming up do you Not have theater. any the, serial confessions coming um, up yeah i'm writing so i'm i'm pretty much done ish with the next episode cool. like i'm uh i've had do new, i've had drafts you're in it do i haven't told you that do me and nui yeah, you so so okay so tidbit. I'll I'll just go ahead and tell everybody what this this particular part of the script is. So the next uh, episode of Serial Confessions is called Anthology. Uh, my favorite type of horror is anthology horror. One of my favorite horror films is Creepshow. I love Creepshow. I love mm-hmm. Trick or Treat. Uh, uh, VHS, the VHS franchise, all those things. Love them. So um, 
So the next one is called Anthology, and I'm basing it more off of uh, the Rick and Morty episode, Morty's Mind Blowers, which is in the third season of Rick and Morty, I think. And it's kind of a lot of little vignettes, you know, a couple pages here, a couple pages there. Mm -hmm. Some of them are like literally just a little bit, and then it moves on. Um, I'm going to burp real fast. Excuse me. (laughs) So... I did a burp right then too, but I did a very subtle. Very so that's funny timing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, the the thing that I've written in is the beginning of it. Um, there's new boom ops, so I've had this this kind of reoccurring thing. When I made the third episode of Serial Confessions, I had Caleb as my boom op. It was and wonderful. He came in I loved and it, it. It was great. And then uh, when I did the fourth episode, I um, had to kind of reschedule it. And there mm-hmm. were some things that So it was going to be the boom up, but and something... Yeah, you're going to be the boom up, and then I had to go to a different weekend. Be- was it COVID? Something. There was something, a reason. There was, there was COVID, something came up, yeah. I feel I what it was. I think it was COVID. Um, we moved it, and you were unavailable. Yeah. And the thing was, like, I had written this role for Caleb, and, and because I wrote it, I looked at it, and I was like, well, if I get somebody else, it doesn't make sense that Caleb's character's in it. So I had to rewrite it with a new character. So when you watch the fourth episode, if you're wondering why there's the whole sequence in the beginning with the mm-hmm. boom op that's played by Dylan Brown that then transfers to Nui, mm-hmm. uh, that's because I couldn't have Caleb. So on the fly, I wrote all that stuff in and it actually ended up being really great for that episode. Yeah. Um, but then going forward, I get to the fifth episode, which I had already drafted uh, a version of Um and uh, spoilers real fast, if you haven't watched the fourth mm-hmm. episode, I'll pause for a second. If you haven't watched the fourth episode, just stop listening right now. There's a link just, like, down below. Pause. Yeah, I'll put a link for the fourth episode yep. down below of Serial Confessions. Um, but if you don't want to ruin it for yourself, now's the time. I'll count to three. Three, two, one. So uh, at the end of the fourth episode, I kill my therapist. Um, and that was not in the original script Mm -mm. either. And so like when I went to the fifth episode, which I had had this anthology thing for already, um, like there was a scene with the therapist in there, you know? And I was like, Oh, (laughs) it's like (laughs) you're dead. And then also it didn't address any of the boom op stuff. So I took out the therapist scenes and I put in boom op scenes, um, which are pretty funny. The inspiration for it is survivor. (laughs) Um, the, the TV show. So basically it's like, uh, John shows up and he has a new boom up and, uh, and then he says, you know, yeah, it's so strange. Like I try to get my old boom ups and like, I can't find them. And then I'm like, that's because I have them. And he's like, what do you mean you have them? And he's like, no, I've, I've just been keeping them safe for you, you know? And, uh, and he's Which like, Which makes what? so much like, sense if you know the story structure y- of this. Yeah. And if you know what's going on, it makes a lot of sense. That's so and good. so then I, I'm like, here, come with me. And I, I take him and this new boom op to like a room. And in the room are all of the boom ops that I've had so far. So it's going to be you, Dylan, and, and Nui. Nui. And then there's a new boom up. I've already cast him. It's going to be played uh, at this point. It's going to be played by uh, Paul Sean Ward. Okay. um, Who like I was on the phone with him and he's like, if you ever have a part for me, I'll come down. And I was like, I have a part right now. I just here you are. What's your middle name? And he's like, Sean. I was like, that makes sense. I know your middle name. That's in your that's in your stage name. Um, Anyway, so he's going to be that one, um, which in the original one is named Fred. But now the name is Sean. Your middle name in this series is 
your character name. Yep. So uh, Agnew. One of Caleb's middle names is Agnew. He, mm-hmm. Don't you have yeah. multiple middle names? Mm-hmm. Caleb Delpino Agnew Temple. That's it. Yep. Agnew sounded more like a name than it's Delpino. Like a, yeah. Um, so Max is not my middle name. My middle name is Justin. But when I wrote the Max character, uh, I wasn't thinking of the middle name thing. Anyway, I take him, uh, the new boom op, whose name's Sean, into the room with the three, and then basically say how there's too many boom ops, mm-hmm. and so we have a survivor esque challenge. And the survivor challenge is holding a boom above your head um, <laughs> for as long as you can. And the last one uh, gets to be the boom op for the rest of the series. Um, <laughs> and it, it cuts to this scene from other scenes as it goes. Uh, I think it's Dylan's character asks, like, what happens if we don't want to do it? And I just, like, throw a knife into him. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then everyone's, like, holding up their arms. And after a couple hours, I'm like, okay, so this is – going too long and i don't think one of you is gonna do it so then i wrote in that they have like a boom fight a boom (laughs) up fight uh to the death very kind of like uh dark knight-esque um it's really funny there's a your character doesn't die in it (gasps) even though you lose that challenge you don't die it's really funny what happens you like put the thing down and i'm like (laughs) i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry i really wanted you to win and then everyone thinks i'm gonna kill you and then i'm just like here you have to be a PA now, and he, and then you're like, <laughs> you're like, what? And it's just like, it's just like, yeah, I'm really sorry. And somebody else is like, so you're saying you're not gonna like kill him? Does that mean like if I lose, I don't? And I'm like, hey, hey, what what part of me throwing a knife into that guy did you not understand? And he's like, but he gets to live. He's a PA. I'm like, you're still in the running, okay? Like you shouldn't be complaining about this. And he's like, he gets to live. And I'm like, and I'm sure he'd rather be dead. He's a fucking <laughs> yeah, PA. Exactly. That's so good. It's written some way like that. Yeah, that's gonna be so. Awesome. Um, so that's like one of the bits I have. Uh, that one's the survivor bit. I have one uh, about the Zodiac killer, where I think mm-hmm. I know who it is. I have one that's inspired by uh, Roadrunner. Uh, from the Wild Wildly Coyote Roadrunner bit, I'm yeah. trying to do that. Um, there's one. Uh, the only ones that I haven't written, I'm writing. I'm writing a Cutco scene. You know Cutco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm writing a Cutco <laughs> scene. Um, and then I'm. I want to write a scene where it's like the origin of Max. But I. I. Those are the only two I haven't written. I've written okay. like about eight or nine parts of it so cool. far. Um, and I'm looking to do it next year maybe yeah. end of this year sometime a lot of it uh a lot of it goes around greg's schedule greg's schedule is very hard um but he's a very hard worker so it makes yeah. sense that he's always wanted and greg's um, similar to me in that he's on a lot of projects but mm-hmm. greg's on him and steve zydek i feel like are on everyone's project yeah like mm-hmm. they make the time and are available and everyone wants them and they're so Correct. good they are. there's other people too like I, I'm on a lot of projects, but again, like it's like really based on like if I'm not available, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna make. Yeah. It. But like Greg and Steve are just on everything, and that's well, it's hard because like at this point, I have to get Greg. Yeah, you know, Greg's and it's yeah, it's just like with you, like of anyone, I have to. Yeah, I I just was able to write around not being mm-hmm. able to get you that weekend, yeah. and it would have been like a hassle to reschedule it a third time. Uh, yeah. Um, but like if Greg wasn't there, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way, like I can't rewrite that. It's too, it's yeah. too much of like it's the other lead character, mm-hmm. for for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, zero confessions. Uh, I have other things that I'm helping some cool. people write, or um, I'm helping produce. But my main goal right now, 
uh, is finishing Serial Confessions. Mm-hmm. And then um, next year at some point, I'm just going to double down on acting, try to get funding awesome. through that so I can put it back into my own stuff. Very cool. Um, yeah. That's about it. That's where I'm going right now. So we've uh, we've been going for quite a while. I think we should maybe yeah, wrap it up. Is, is there anything else you have to say? Any any links or or uh, places that people could find your artwork that isn't your Instagram pages? You have a website. Yeah, like Instagram and Facebook are like the most regular. I do have like a website, which mm-hmm. is just calebtemple.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has links to everything. So it's got like instagram if it's a hierodoodle it's also gets funneled to a tumblr hierodoodle page that's just hierodoodles mm-hmm. but i don't do anything with it but you can get there it's got like old drawings it's got instagram imdb facebook links it's got a couple other things it's got uh when i worked did the show posters for uh restless artist theater so most of the time all my artwork drawing usually it's these post-its but like once in a while i do like bigger colorful things and like for mm-hmm. a couple of years i did the original like first two years or so of the show posters for restless artist theater so those are all up on their own page so kind of a little taste of everything is at caleb temple.com caleb temple.com yeah or his facebook or his mm-hmm. instagram yeah they all are tied somehow together somewhere we'll link all that stuff yeah. at the bottom um thank you so much for joining us yeah thanks for having me uh, this so was this you. was really fun and yeah. uh we're gonna have you go sign the wall now and um that's it until next time au revoir bye that's great thank you yeah that was fun this was great this was really good